Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello there, everybody, and welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette, and I'm an editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting next to me, looking at pictures of your house right now, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. You need to mow your lawn. <laughs> and take down that old hammock. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just, nobody, nobody's going to get in that thing again. Right. Yeah, come on. Who are you fooling? So, today, before we get into the topic, I guess uh, we need to lead into it, and I, I, I can think of no better way to lead into it than... Yes, you can. Listener mail. Seriously, you could have thought of 50 different ways to lead into it. We have two listener mails that have to do with today's topic. The first comes from Duncan from Kent, England. You know what that means. Oh, my. Hey, guys. I'm sure I speak for a lot of people when I say your podcast is awesome. Been listening for a while now and accumulate a few suggestions that maybe you'd like to see. What's the deal with Google Street View? Hope you guys have a great day and even great summer. From Duncan. P.S. Max Rule. 
Uh, Duncan actually sent us quite a few suggestions. That was just one of them. But that's what we're going to talk about today. But we did have an email from someone else as well. Uh Kimmy. Now, Kimmy also gave multiple suggestions. Uh, But Kimmy says, hello, I really enjoy the show, and I was hoping to throw a couple of suggestions at you for ideas. I was wondering how Google gets their images for their street view on Google Maps Earth. It seems like an awful lot of pictures to get together, and I was wondering how they went about it. Thank you again for all the information – or, I'm sorry, thank you for all the informative podcasts, and I hope there will be many more in the future. We hope so too, Kimmy. So we're going to talk about Google Street View. (laughs) Thank you for all the informative podcasts and all those non-informative podcasts as yeah, well. Yeah, we like to do those too. Yeah. So Google Street View <laughs> is a uh, – is a <laughs> well, this, this one will hopefully be one of the informative ones. Yes. So Google Street View started back in 2007 or at least it was unveiled wow. in 2007. That long ago. Yeah. You know what's strange is that when you think of all the news that's been generated by Google Street View, it's amazing to think it's only been around for two years. Yeah. yeah. And it started in late May 2007. So not – you know, it's it's just gotten past the the uh, two year mark. So basically, they decided to strap a camera on the back of a car and drive it down the street. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. So they uh, they put a, a a a camera that can take high definition photos. It takes a lot of them. And in three sixty. Right. Know. So they're actually cameras facing in different directions. Yeah. And what they do is they drive down the various streets with this camera running. It's constantly taking photos. Um, and it geotags these photos. Uh, there's a, a GPS system on these these cars that allows uh, Google to actually put the photos together in the right way. Because, I mean, if you just took pictures going down the street, you wouldn't necessarily know like, oh, wait, you know, what if, they, what if they're out of order? How can I – does the Wendy's come before the McDonald's or, you know, <laughs> which direction am I going in? So you need to have some information like the direction you're facing, the geotagging, all that kind of stuff in order to, to create a – useful map and it's really a big panoramic image for all the cities that are um that have been involved in google street view and uh i think there have been about a hundred of them so far worldwide and they started in the united states actually started in california which should come as no surprise as since that's where the headquarters for google happen to be in the uh, googleplex the googleplex yes and uh i believe san jose was the very first um city to to encountered the Google Street View vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I mean there's nothing really special uh, in the in their methodology. They just, like we said, drive down the street and they take lots of photos. Uh, these photos they then mesh together to create these panoramic images that are known as Google Street View. Now even at the very beginning, there were some issues with this. Um, in June 2007, so it had been active for just a couple of weeks, <laughs> and it said uh, that uh, within hours of the photographs of downtown San Francisco and New York hitting the Internet, bloggers were posting images of people, their faces visible, being arrested, sunbathing, and urinating in public. Hopefully not all at the same time. Yay! That would be a really awkward criminal, sunbathing and urinating while being arrested. Um, I imagine those are three different categories of people. Wait, you you can cuff me, but make sure you you, you know I need to flip over here, so, right? Uh, you know, get my other side. You know what? I'm I'm just gonna go with horrible horrible jokes if I keep on. I'm, I'm gonna skip. Let, okay, let's just so yeah, yeah. So it, you know, Wired.com went ahead and started collecting these and started showing them off. And uh, there are actually quite a few sites on the web now where people collect and show funny images that were. They're captured by Google Street View, but even at that early stage, back in 2007, there were 
obviously some issues with the Google Street Views. It raised some questions like privacy and, um, you know, do you have any expectation of privacy when you're out in public? Should you, uh, should you, is, does Google have a responsibility to, to mask people's profiles so that they aren't easily identifiable when they're out in public? I mean, after all, if I were walking down the street, there's nothing stopping me from taking photos of any public place or, or location. I could just, you know, whip out the camera and start taking photos left and right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have that right in the United States and in most other countries where Google Street View is. And in fact, that's been Google's defense in a lot of these cases saying it's, there's nothing illegal about what we're doing. We, we keep to public roadways and therefore we can take all the photos we want. Well, roadways for now, except they're starting to deviate from the roadways. And well, not only that, but there are also some instances where they have driven on roads where there were no trespassing signs and private property signs up. Uh, and yet Google Street View cars have gone through these communities and taking, taken photos. Um, and there's at least one instance where that really was, uh, an issue. Um, it was in Minnesota. There mm-hmm. was a, a town there, a gated community and it was private. It was a private gated community. The, the citizens of that community actually owned the streets. So they were private roads. They weren't public. And, uh, yet Google Street View drove through this community, uh, took photos, uploaded them. They were part of Google Street View. Eventually they did take down those photos. Um, because the 4,500 residents of North Oaks said, we don't want our pictures there. We don't want our community up on the internet and eventually Google did take them down. And in fact, there is a process you can go through if you find a photo to be objectionable for some reason or another. You can, you can click on a little link and report it to Google. And assuming that you have a legitimate reason for bringing down that photo, Google will actually take it down and will eventually replace it with something else. Yeah. You know, uh, there have been some high profile names who have written in to say, please take my house down. Among them, uh, Sir Paul McCartney of his London house asked Google to remove his the pictures of his home. I think he specifically said, let it be. Okay, and uh, so anyway, <clears throat> what I meant a few minutes ago, too, about um, we were talking about how they were deviating from the path. Uh, Google Street View now employs tricycles. Not tricycles like, you know, the kind with the little bell and the streamers. See, I just, I just envision all these like little hellions on big wheels taking photos. That would be really cool. It'd be awesome. Can you imagine the photos that would come back? (laughs) No, I can't actually. Anyway. Um, but, uh, no, they're, they're more like those, uh, those ice cream, uh, carts because they have a big box on the back between the, the two back wheels and, uh, you know, the, the Google Street View camera, which is basically a giant pole with the uh, panoramic cameras mounted on the top, they uh, they have to be a certain height to really get the, you know, the Google Street View effect. Which actually, which is not like the Ken Burns effect. That's an entirely no, different animal. No, but that actually did cause some issues in other countries. Oh yes, that, yes. that height. Can you, can you, can you, let me, okay, so people yeah, are, I won't jump ahead. The, Go uh, ahead. Oh well, yeah, the Street View uh, the Street View trikes are traveling on paths. Uh, like in parks mm-hmm. and college campuses, places where the, the cars may not travel. Um, so, uh, I'm sure that that will cause a fresh round of complaints. That's, that's kind of still a fairly new thing as of the time we're recording this, uh, in, uh, January 1884. Yeah. So, um, wow. Going back. In you time. know, we're not like we ever get accused of spreading misinformation oh, or anything, Paulette. Okay, I'm just teasing. Anyway, yes. Could have been 1984 and we could have been back to the future. Yeah, that's true. 
anyway, no, it, it is it is June 2009, and the the tricycles are still sort of a new thing. Yeah, yeah, the, they are a new thing, and um, and I'm I'm sure that we're going to see some interesting and creative ways that students are going to find. Uh, to insert oh. themselves into these photos. Oh yes, that's true. Because that has already become something of a a a thing, a meme, if you will. Oh yes. On the internet, is finding ways of uh, inserting interesting pictures into Google Street View. Now it's a little tricky because usually Google does not announce when it's going to go through a certain community. So you know you kind of have to be at the ready all the time if you really want to do something. And once in a while they'll work with someone and and plan ahead so that they can do something particularly special. But um, there have been plenty of spontaneous uh, displays, let's say, of <laughs> people trying to to sneak in something into Google Street View. Um, I saw an image not that long ago of a young lady, uh, I would say, of the college age who was obviously in the process of um, displaying her chest to the Google Street View car. Were they um, uh, perhaps going through the streets of New Orleans doing during – Mardi Gras? It, it looked to me like it was going past the college campus, tell you the truth. Okay. But, uh, the, the young lady was not, uh, quick enough on the draw, so to speak. So, uh, there were, there were no, um, well, there's no way to say it. There were no boobies. There were no boobies in the photo. There was, it was clearly pre-booby re- revelation. So, um, but you know what? Ladies keep on trying because I'm sure one of you will eventually succeed. And I know that that kind of, uh, fame is the sort of thing that'll, Make you proud for the rest of your life. Stay classy, tech stuff. (laughs) (laughs) All I'm saying is I wouldn't do it. I mean, I'm not going to judge you if you do do it, but there have got to be better ways to spend your time. Like, and there's, there have been some really cool displays, not like these goofy little like, ooh, woohoo, flash, um, girls gone, Google Street View. The, uh, one of the cool ones uh, was a, a, an art project in Pittsburgh, the Street with a View project. Oh, yeah. Are you familiar with this one? This one I don't know. You've probably seen some of the images and just didn't know it was part of this, this, um, this project. So this was a project that, uh, that Robin Hewlett and Ben Kinsley came up with, um, back in 2008. And they knew that Google was coming through this, uh, neighborhood in Pittsburgh and they wanted to create a a series of tableau for Mm -hmm. the Street View car to capture as it drove down this very narrow street. And so they, they created several different scenes, not just, you know, one. So the Street View ended up passing a high school marching band in the middle of a performance, um, a parade, a uh, marathon. Um, there was someone clearly moving in or moving out of a home because there was a big moving car with a lot of stuff piled up. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. There was a garage band practicing. There was a mad scientist lab in a garage where they were working on a love laser of some sort. Wow. Um, there were, and there were reports that there were even citizens of the neighborhood getting involved. Like they, they saw that something was going on. So they decided to put on their own little, little, uh, displays as well, uh-huh. which kind of blurred the line between fantasy and reality, which was really what this project was all about. Oh, and the image that, that really got a lot of circulation in the blogs, uh, there was a couple of people, uh, out on the lawn practicing with buffer weapons that you would see in a LARP. You know, oh, live right. action role playing buffer weapons. So these two guys with these big, uh, these big shields and, and padded swords just wailing the crap out of each other. And, um, yeah, all of that was part of this, uh, project. And it, it's pretty cool. You can go to the Street with a View, uh, project still up online and see the, the images that came from it. You can, you can drive essentially, you know, you virtually drive down the street and see all these different tableau. And, uh, I believe you, 
Were you the one who showed me that uh, Street View had found a very hard to find person not too long oh, ago? Oh, yeah, I did. Um, Actually, yeah. Who'd have thunk it? Street View found Waldo. <laughs> and there he was just it sitting there on the sidewalk. Stripey Walden, shirt glory. Stripey there he shirt, was. cane, hat, the whole thing, the glasses. Waldo was right there. Yeah, I wish I had written down exactly what what town that was in. I can't remember off the top of my head. I did email that out um, earlier. Oh, that was just funny. It was funny, and yeah. it's it it's found some not so fun stuff too. Yeah, that's true. Um, um, as the recording of this podcast, there was a recent report that Google Street View helped capture a couple of uh, ne'er do wells. Thugs. Yes, some uh, some twin thugs. Yes, some some kids who. Uh, Mugged a teenager. Actually, I don't know that they were kids, but they were twins. Twins who mugged a teenager and, and stole his money and uh, bicycle and yeah, and his mobile phone. And um, the the photo, the Street View photo, photo was taken just before the crime. And what happened was the the, the kid, the victim, saw the Street View picture, saw the the twins. Those are the guys who jumped me. They were able to track him down, and the, one of the twins did admit to the crime. And there you go. Yeah, actually. Uh he had to go to a little effort, though, because Google Street View blurs the faces of most of the people in the images. Yeah, this this came as a – it didn't always do that. This came no. as a result of many people complaining that you know your privacy is not being protected while the Google Street View ca- uh, car is driving down the street. So let's say you're walking out of some place that you'd rather people not know you're walking out of, like say uh, – Beef Jerky R Us. I was thinking of things like an adult bookstore or perhaps your mistress's home. You would not necessarily want everyone to be able to see that. Not your mistress, Paulette. I'm not suggesting that you right. have a mistress. I'm just – yours in the the universal you. I the universe's just, mistress. Just laughing in our juxtaposition of places we wouldn't want to be seen walking out of. Right. Uh, oh, well, yeah. Beef jerky versus adult bookstore or mistress's home. Right. Uh-huh. All right. Well, I'm being realistic and you're being silly. So uh, – but people wrote in and said they – Really didn't like the thought of, and, and there are other more innocent things that you might not want people seeing. You didn't want, you wouldn't want to see people to see you walking out of, say, a, um, you know, a, a doctor's office necessarily, because then people right. are going to say, Hey, what's wrong with you? Are you all right? If you know, it's none of their business. You don't want them to know that necessarily. So Google did take these, these words to heart and they created an algorithm that detects faces and then blurs them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not flawless. Then uh, and, and license plates too. And license plates add. as well. Yes, it also blurs those out most of the time. Yes, and <laughs> also people who aren't actually people, but you know images that look like faces. Right, right. So you may see a mural on a wall that's all blurred out because yeah. Google the, the, the algorithm is detected as a face. Um, and also every now and then you'll see something really, really strange. Like you'll see someone walking down the street and they don't appear to have a head. <laughs> That's because the camera is t- it's it's where two different pictures, two different images have been joined together and of course the subject is moving as is the car. So the your the subject's not in the exact same place he or she was when the first photo was taken. And so when the two photos are joined together you might get something odd. So whenever there's a join, you're going to possibly see some weird stuff if, if something was moving within the frame. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Same thing that you get when you look at the gigapan photos, the the giant panorama photos. Yeah. Now it's it's fun to look at the pictures of uh of you know what's going on up and down the street as you you know as the car was traveling 
Um, I particularly, this sort of ties all these themes together. Uh, one of my favorites is a, a series from Europe where the street view car was going under a particularly low bridge. And of course that pole is mounted up pretty high. So you have all these pictures of, you know, the bridge coming up. And then all of a sudden you have pictures of the bumper of the car because it knocked the pole right off the top of the car. Right, then maybe just the sky. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, the, now we can go to Mars. The lens cap. Through Google Street View. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of sites actually that, that have all kinds of, uh, images that are weird things intentionally shot or things that were just, you know, accidents like that. And, uh, you know, Europe actually, Europe is a place that's sort of difficult for Google Street View because there are a lot of privacy advocates that are anti Street View, especially yeah. in Germany. And there, there's some, there's some good reasons behind that. I mean, there's, there's a couple of villages in England that object to Google Street View because they say that it would allow criminals to case their houses mm-hmm. from the comfort of their own home. They wouldn't have to, you know, they wouldn't be, you know, you wouldn't, you would never notice like that strange person who is lurking in a car and has been sitting there for like five or six minutes and you're wondering, okay, is this person checking out my home to see if there's a way to break in? You would never see that person because they could just sit at home and look at that same image from their computer. And assuming they could find a way in from the front, you know, or maybe the back if, if you have a road going right behind or, you know, if you're on the corner lot or something, um, then there's a legitimate argument there saying, you know, you have provided, uh, these, these people a chance to really look at my house and possibly find a way in. Uh, and some of the villages that, that really objected to Google Street View, in fact, one of them, a, a group of citizens formed a human chain and surrounded the Google Street View car and would not allow it to go into the village. Um, you know, they, they, they point out, says we've had a string of robberies and we don't want it to get worse. Now you could argue that anyone at all could walk down the public street and take photos and achieve the same thing. But then of course you've got the chance that citizens will see that person just say, Hey, what, what you doing? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, yeah. And they also wouldn't know when you were coming or going and, you know, so lazy criminals really anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and you were mentioning the uh, height of the camera in Japan. Uh, they were asked to, Google was asked to lower the cameras, uh, because there are fences and the cameras would shoot right over the fence and into people's yards. And, and the, uh, the, they didn't want that. The common complaint I heard was that now people can see that, you know, my laundry as it's hanging up. Yeah. I'm thinking, well, they see it all the time when it's on you, but <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just too practical that way. They probably didn't want to get caught sunbathing or getting arrested. Right. Or urinating. Right. Right. Or um. all three at the same time. You know what? <laughs> I am not going to lay out a challenge for tech stuff listeners to try and go out there and get Google Street View to take an image of them being arrested, Just sunbathing, and urinating yeah. at the same time. But all you stuff you should know, listeners <laughs> – Here's a direct challenge. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. I don't, I don't want any phone calls saying, Hey, this guy needs you to bail him out because you're the one who convinced him to get arrested. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. And in a lot of these cases too, especially in countries where, uh, whole governments have gotten involved in telling Google to stop taking pictures or at least start, uh, trying harder to protect privacy. Um, Google is, is keeping images. Uh, the originals pre-blur, um, for less time. Uh, they're basically right. keeping them long enough to blur them and then getting r- rid of the originals. Um, and, uh, you know, basically they're, they're trying to be more diligent about blurring out, uh, identifiable, 
uh, personal information such as faces and, and license plate numbers of cars and, and things like that, uh, trying to make themselves, I guess, a little bit more uh, friendly to organizations and companies and right. people and, who might object to them and complain to the government. And you may wonder why does Google even do this at all? Well, it's because their their mission is to organize the world's information. And you might think – They're just following orders. Yeah, you Exactly. But you might think, hey, I thought that just applied to the Internet. Well, Google does not seem to think so. Google thinks of the world's information as the world's information. So really, the Internet was just how they got started. That's kind of crazy, don't you think? Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool in a way. But, yeah, it's I can see why people would object. I mean, think about it this way. If you uh, – let's say that Google Street View happens to be going down your street the same week that you – you know, you've just put off mowing the lawn for one more week because you just, it's, it's super hot. You, you want it to see if the heat break, wave will break. But right now your lawn looks really crappy. Then later on you decide to put your house up for sale and you put up an ad and someone decides to check out Google Street View to see what that house looks like. And they happen to see your house back when you didn't mow that lawn and it's all shaggy and nasty and everyone's thinking, you know, I'll just keep looking for another house. And they're not really seeing your house the way it actually is. They're just seeing it at one moment in time. But that moment could represent, you know, their their moment of deciding whether or not they want to even pursue buying your house. Yep. Yep. I've heard that argument made. So yep. I don't know. So there you go. I'm not going to give you my address. So you can't you, – there's no way you're going to – I'm not going to share that. I don't want people looking at my house on Google Street View. If you're curious to see if they've been down your street, you can tell on Google Maps. Yeah. There's a, a, a blue line. Um, that, that shows you the streets that they have actually gone and taken pictures down. And so. I've actually found Google Street View to be incredibly useful, especially on my, my phone, uh, my smartphone, because, um, I, I tend to travel by foot quite a, quite a bit. And, uh, when I go to a different city, I'll often pull on the Google Street View to make sure that I am facing the right direction. Because occasionally, you know, if I'm in a new city, I don't necessarily have my bearings. I don't necessarily know which way is north, although my phone does have a compass. Um, so I might not know the right direction to walk in to get to wherever I'm going. You know, I might take mm-hmm. a train somewhere, but then I'm like, all right, well, where do I go from here? It says go north on the street, but I don't know which way north is. Google Street View is very useful because you can actually follow the route and see the landmarks mm-hmm. that are there. And it makes getting around a lot easier. You know, if you're, if you're one of those people who uses visual landmarks like I do. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, people seem to object to it less when they're, they're mapping, uh, you know, downtowns and, and places where they're not residential locations, right. corporate locations. Um, you know, because they, it is useful to find your way around. Um, and it's kind of useful for archival purposes too. I've seen, uh, before and after pictures, uh, represented in a couple occasions of places that have closed. Right. Uh, obviously recently. Um, so that that's kind of neat too to you know sort of get that nostalgic. Oh yeah, I remember when the street used to look like that. But yeah, uh, yeah. When it comes to residential streets, it's a much more contentious issue. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to the time where they start doing Google Street View for historic era. They, they just reconstruct the um, the yeah, town. It's the Parthenon. Well, you know they've done that with Google Earth. Yeah. Where they've built they've built these 3D models of of uh, ancient cities and put them on Google Earth, so you can actually view like ancient Rome mm-hmm. uh, on Google Earth and see what the streets are are were like back then. Now, granted, you're looking at computer models. You're not looking at photos, obviously. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. one was around back then to take photos. Turns out, um, at least they didn't have the technology. There were actually pl- people around. They just didn't have any cameras. Right. So anyway, uh, Kimmy, Kimmy was also asking about, um, 
how how Google Earth gets all of its photos because Google Street View they get their photos from the, these cars driving around. But well, they launch the cars into space. Yeah, no, that's not how it works. Um, <laughs> oh. What what Google Earth does they is put a camera on the space shuttle on the top and fly it around. No, no. What Google Earth does is they get a very small hedgehog and a very large rubber band. <laughs> No, no, that's not what happens. What Google Earth does is they purchase satellite imagery from a couple of different companies. These are companies that obviously have satellites out in orbit around the Earth, and they are taking high-resolution photos, satellite images of the Earth, and uh, Google just purchases them and then puts them together and um, updates them every so often. So if you look at Google Earth and you look up at a, a specific location, something like – let's say that there's been a building that's that's – just been built within the last year. If you look at the image on Google Earth, you may see, you know, either a different thing where that building is or perhaps just a, an empty lot. Um, you won't necessarily see the most current photo because these, you know, satellites, they only take images every so often over a certain area. So the images tend to lag behind by a couple of years on Google Earth, but that's how they get them. They get them from these satellite companies. Well, that was a lot less dramatic than I was hoping for. So the hedgehog is screaming through the stratosphere, <laughs> taking photos furiously. Yeah, you should see reentry. Talk about screaming. Yeah. Uh, I only anyway. say I, there's a flash-based game where you launch a hedgehog to Mars, which is why that thought immediately occurred oh, to me. Oh man, it's awesome. Okay, then. it's a very cute little hedgehog. He enjoys it. Yeah, he's waving the it's whole time. It's not Sonic, is he? No. Okay. So, well, I guess that pretty much wraps up Google Street View, don't you think? <laughs> I think so. Thank God. All right, so. um <laughs> If you guys have any other questions, if you have any suggestions for episodes or comments, criticisms, that sort of thing, you can write us. Our email address is techstuff at howstuffworks.com. Do you want to put in the disclaimer one more time? I'm going to put in the disclaimer that if you have a technical support issue, we're probably not the best people to contact because, one, we're really busy doing all kinds of other things like writing and editing. Um, and two, tech support questions are the kind of things that you need somebody to walk through the process with you of figuring out why your computer can't see your hard drive or, or uh, where all your data went after you spilled the uh, container of grape juice on your machine. So, right. um, you know, you probably should contact an actual tech support professional, uh, especially if you're in a hurry. Uh, not that we don't love hearing from you, but those are the kinds of questions that are much harder for us to ask because, you know, we can't find that in some technical article about yeah, hedgehogs in space. We're not necessarily experts on every technical system that has ever come out. Oh, fine. Go ahead and tell them. Well, I thought I'd just go ahead and get that out of the way. Okay, fine. But otherwise, write us at techstuff at howstuffworks.com. Remember, you can learn all about Google and all things Google at howstuffworks.com. And we will talk to you again really soon. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. And be sure to check out the new Tech Stuff blog, now on the HowStuffWorks homepage. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. 
That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.